Hello and welcome to this special episode of Blood on the Severn, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set on, well, tonight is going to be in Ireland and in, in the year uh, 1982, Two. Th two? 1982, I thought it was three, uh, for Dermot's Embrace. With me tonight, uh, Rob playing Dermot Brian from Clan Malkavian. <laughs> No, well, soon to be. <laughs> soon to be. <laughs> and then our two guests for tonight are two people that are part of Dermot's life or, well, living days. One is a friend, so. Hello, I'm Amy, uh, MC Bert. And she's playing Alma. And now, oh, oh no, it's okay. And, um, and also someone that is uh, really helpful uh, during the latest stage of Dermot's life uh, for reasons that will become soon apparent. So, Hi, uh, my name is Jason and I'll be playing Dr. Boyd. So thank you very much for joining us. This is part of the Embrace series that we have had for, for our player characters. Um, we have first had a, a big event when Blood on the Sever went out and uh, we had the embraces of all our four characters and now is the turn for Dermot. So the year is 1982, Ireland. Things are rough, both personally for Dermot, but also in the country. Tensions are high, lots of counterculture movements are taking out, you know, projecting their voices outwards for what is happening. Uh, political and, and social strife is everywhere to be found. Now, Dermot has been sort of a victim of the circumstances and his own actions, for there, are no, there is no action without consequence. And uh, we're going to start with Dermot and Alma. So, if you could please, uh, Amy, describe Alma to our audience. So, Alma is, uh, she's very pale. Um, she's got very, like, big curly black hair. Um, and she's got, like, a very sort of frilly piratey shirt on. Um, in Very much in the style of the New Romantics. Um, and as well as that, she's got, uh, I know I mentioned pale skin, but she's got white makeup over her face and she's got red lipstick on and she's got sort of very, very bold blue eyeshadow over her ha hazel eyes. Um, and she is a new romantic. Um, and that is very clear to see. Um, she's also very, very um, slim. Uh, she's she's very, very slim. Um, and could you please, Rob, describe Dermot? Uh, of course. Uh, Dermot is uh, got sort of a dark ginger hair. Uh, he's he's also relatively slim. Um, he has uh, a quite a wide range of tattoos across his body, though sleeves down each of the arm and some running up the back of his neck, his head, which seem to be a mix of both religious, sort of uh, more Christian. Catholic kind of elements mixed in with uh, Celtic uh, symbology and 
elements too. Uh, he'll typically wear uh, uh, clothes that tend to sort of feature various different bits of musical bands or raves or whatever it may be, uh, just elements that sort of uh, speak to the music that he loves. Um, he normally has a black jacket on, leather jacket, uh, you know, a bit of the fits in with the rebellious crowd, I think, that are sort of populating Ireland at this time. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's got sort of piercing green eyes and uh, and a little bit of a, an attempt at a beard. <laughs> Not quite as full as this one. So... It is the the middle of winter. Well, not quite, uh, but it's, it's like the depth of winter. Sun is going down at around maybe four in the afternoon. And Alma arrives to Dermot's place about half an hour, 45 minutes after sundown. Um, she's been regularly bunking with Dermot over the over the past few weeks. Uh, but Dermot has uh, an appointment later tonight at 6.30. So uh, Alma steps in. And she still looks very pale and kind of gaunt. Her, her makeup really contrasting the paleness of her skin. Uh, in Dermot's uh, feet, Sometimes he feels a little bit of the, the little scabs sometimes where he shoots himself uh, to avoid having everything openly on display. Uh, also, he has a couple of missed calls from his sort of like buddy. Uh, and he's awoken by the, the knocking of, of Alma. Uh, he'll he'll open the door to. Hello. Oh hey, how you doing? Oh, you know. You're looking well. Good. Um, so are you. Thanks. You wanna come in? Yes, please. So she sort of comes in and she produces a still glowing cigarette and she sort of just taps it, um, so that the ashes come off. Just on the floor. She uh, looks around and she sort of smiles quite widely. It's good to see you. Hi, you too. Hi. It's good to have somebody around. Uh, been a bit nervous today. Is it your therapist? Hmm. Fucking caught. Never really understood shrinks. No. Get in your head, don't they? You know, sort things out. Why pay someone to be your friend when you can just pay something? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, no. Hey, come on. Um, I sit down. You're hungry. I've needed mm -hmm. anything yet today. Uh, I'm. I'm not hungry. I'm. I'm okay. Uh, I've I had food before I came out. Okay. Hey, um, I'm working on a project. You know, I was wondering if you might want to get involved with some of that, like uh, like we were doing on some of the other stuff. What sort of project? I'm you know, a bit of singing, sampling, if you don't mind, you know. 
Yes, yes, please. Okay, cool. Well, uh, perhaps we can meet up a bit later after my session. I can never, you know, never. Mm. Have you got it? Got what? You know. Um. What we're going to use after your session? I got a couple of bits around the place, but uh, I'm running a bit low. It's trying to be good, you know. Make an effort before the session and all. Mm. Well, why Just... be good when you can be bad? Good's not fun. Yeah, it's not very fun of you. I know, but if I can go, if I go along like with my eyes, I'll. He's just gonna. Mm. Just gonna cause more problems, isn't it? I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'll see if I can get some more, some good stuff. That'd be good. I mean, it's bad enough that I'm blowing off Darren and all from, uh, he's trying to call me and all. Hmm. But, uh, I mean, we got an arrangement, so kind of works. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And she sort of absently just itches the, her, like, the tracks on her arm. I, uh... So, you've been up to much recent, like, you know... No. Uh... Not really. No. And she sort of taps her, um, cigarette so that more ash falls off. And she sort of brings it to her lips and sort of takes a deep pull. And she looks at the embers on the edge of, on the end of the cigarette, and she says, it's "Scary, isn't it? Fire. Isn't it funny that you know, like all like people used to be scared of it and stuff, and it can burn buildings up, and yet you can just trap." You it threatening to like burn my place down? I mean, I know you've had some problems of your own with places to stay, but you don't want to burn this place down. Then you'll have nowhere to go. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't dream of it, of course. And she sort of smiles. Hey, you know. And Dermot can see the sort of the dangerous glint of Alma when she's bemused by something. Even if it's the idea of something as dangerous as fire. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, we played a bit on the edge, don't we? It's good fun, too, yeah. No, now you mention it, maybe I should take a little something to take off the edge of my nerves, you know, before the session and all. Mm. Would you say? Can I have some? Of course. Can I have some? Yeah? Please. Please. <clears throat> okay. Should we, uh... I'll just get something out then. <laughs> Through in the kitchen. Cook okay. it up and all. She sort of just bolts for the kitchen. Like... <laughs> really quick like this is what she came for yeah so uh the two of you prepare enough just as german says enough to to take the edge off not to give him a massive ride but it'll it'll make him aware it'll it'll wake him it'll wake him up sure for alma is different especially 
when when she helps shoot Dermot's leg so he then can cover it with his socks. And there's the pink print of blood as the needle comes out. And, uh, and Dermot can feel it slowly rising from his leg. At first it feels like burning. But it's, it's that dangerous fire Alma was talking about. Then he turns to see Alma and she's unapologetic. She just shoots her arm and her her eyes. You can see her pupils dilate and then contract and she gains so much more focus. But you know that focus is inwards. As if as if drugs didn't really do much for her. And if they did, it was completely internal. Are you letting that ride down a bit or are you going straight like that to your to your therapy session? Uh, I think he'll he'll probably be riding a little bit you know, higher now and, and a bit more energy to him so he'll he'll probably attempt to be on time but end up pacing around a little bit and be a little bit late in the end. Just nervous about the fact that A, he doesn't really want to talk about some of the stuff today and and also the fact that he's now nervous about the fact that he's actually taken some drugs. <laughs> yeah. That may well uh, that may well not help. <laughs> yeah. So when Dermot lives the the little flat, Alma is just there. She lit up another cigarette and has her her elbow on the table and she's absent mindedly like staring. At a small flower pod that has just a dried branch on it. And she has not stopped staring at it for a while. <clears throat> when Dermot closes the door, the ashes fall off of, of her pretty much unsmoked cigarette. As if she had forgotten that she had it in her hand. Not far, but in another part of town uh, Dermot is a bit late Dr. Boyd but that <sighs> is to be expected eventually he makes his way and you ask him to draw, to, to walk in oh, Dermot you made it um, a little late today but um, still got a bunch of time have a seat yeah, sorry, I got, like, tied up and all. You know how I get with the music and everything? I do, I do. Um, in fact, I've brought a little something that might be uh, useful in session for later on. Uh, they've been doing interesting things with musical therapy, and I managed to pick up this thing. And he reaches down and pulls out um, a small Casio keyboard about a mm -hmm. foot long, mm -hmm. um, like, you know, white and gray plastic, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the SK-1, like one of those like ones you might give to, um, you know, to a younger person. Yeah. And he lays it out and says, you know, I was wondering, you know, perhaps you might be able to uh, play a little something, something that comes to mind that might express some of what you're feeling today. Um, but, but that'll be for the second half of the session. Um, for right now, um, I'd like you to... Uh, we were talking about um, the death of, of your mother 
um, last session. And I'd like you to to go into that for me. I know you've you've is this uh, is this is this some kind of joke? You know, you know, I like music and all, so you decided to bring a little keyboard along. It's not a joke. I think there's something that can be. They're doing amazing things with musical therapy these days, and there's something about being able to bring forward creative expression that can loosen up certain kinds of traumatic blocks. I'm only hoping that it might sort of bridge things a little bit. Sure. Play you something. Sure. You want me to do it now? Um, no, no. Um, right now, I'd like you to um, take a deep breath and close your eyes and bring yourself back to um, the morning of the day that it happened. And I'd like you to take me there. Can you do that? Sure. Sure. Said we'd do it. I mean, you know, supposed to be putting off for a little bit, but um, yeah, we can do it. We've got to. I mean, there's there's only so much time we've got, and I think it'll be helpful. I think there's something there that we need to see. So, yeah. I well um. My ma was a little bit upset on the morning because I'd been out late and all the night before. She was proper blowing a gale, you know, over breakfast. And what did you um, have for breakfast? I uh, think it were like um, muesli or something, you know. She always tried to get me to eat healthy, that and apple. Said I wanted something else, but uh, you know it's always the same with her. She was like, "No, that's what you're eating." So I kind of, kind of poked at it a bit, and I mean, I I liked the apples, you know, just um, didn't really take it. I left it on the table because I wanted to kind of spite her, I suppose, trying to make me eat what she wanted me to eat. Of course, you were and, pushing back against her authority. And uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it was it was a Saturday, and also it was supposed to be a free day, but she said I was grounded, so I was supposed to be going out with the boys and having a bit of fun on the town, and just going out to the to the lake and all. Um, but instead, she said I had to stay and help my dad. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I wasn't really paying attention. I thought she, maybe she'd forgotten, so um, I tried to leave, and that's when she picked up through the apple of me. And, uh, you know, and my dad was like um, trying to make amends between the two of us and said that he'd take me out to the garage and show me the car and we'd do some work on it together. Like, so, um,. You know, it was turning into quite a nice day, in some respects. Um, is this okay? I, I don't want to. You're doing, you're doing fine, Dermot. Just keep it going. Take us to the next part of the day. So yeah, we we was changing a couple of bits in the car, you know, 
like uh, the changing some of the the spark plugs and and, uh, and getting it jacked up to sort out some of the wheels, clean them around and sort out the brake pads and all. And uh, it's probably about the afternoon when my ma started screaming like a fucking harpy in the house and. She kind of came down and uh, turns out she found some of my stuff and my gear in, in my bedroom that I and by was... and by stuff you mean your works your your drug paraphernalia yeah 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 I mean she was okay with me doing some of the lighter stuff but this was um it's a little box of pills and clearly some of the harder stuff, so she wasn't really um, happy about that, to say the least. So she came down, proper storm and all, pretty furious and started shouting and all. But it wasn't me she was shouting, I was my dad, because she kind of blamed him for the whole thing. Being, you know saying I was like just like him or the bad example that he set and, and everything else and it couldn't be her because she was a god-fearing woman and all and, and then she was just going at him I'm not sure I really want to talk about this anymore I mean can I maybe we can play the piano for a little bit sure that seems alright um is there something what does it bring up in you this this thing actually no go right to the keyboard go and uh and play and he flips it on it's and he passes the keyboard over to dermot and um, he'll start just playing a bit of a uh, couple of old tunes danny boy molly malone traditional sort of little ditties that don't really require too much thought yeah. Gotcha, and the doctor and Doctor Boyd's just sort of taking notes in a, a little like steno pad type of thing, just sort of like occasionally he'll like cock an ear at like one of the as you shift from song to song, um, and um, he lets Dermot play like two or three songs, and then he asks, "Okay, so when you play those songs, what do you feel? What comes up for you? Why those songs?" I don't fucking know, okay? Alright. Is this, I mean, I know this is card mandated or anything, but isn't there some way that you could, like, sign a slip and I could get out of here? If I did that to you, Dermot, I'd be letting you down. There's a reason why you're coming to these things. There's... You're hurt right now, and it's my job to help you get better, to work with you. And I don't want to let you out there where the pain that you're feeling gets to leak all over the street and spill down the gutter. I want you in here feeling it. I'm feeling it. You're happy. So tell me. Tell me. What are you feeling? I'm feeling I want to play these because they're not the fucking 
you know, churchy songs that she always wants to sing, singing around the house like she was humming. And you're like drumming into your skull like she's always singing them, humming while she's doing the washing up, while she's sitting at the table. You just want to drown that out sometimes. So, you know, I tried to play the things that was out on the street, you know. But I was there in the house all the day and I could just hear her doing it all the day and it was just driving me nuts. Couldn't bear the sound of it. So... So then... Then what? You want to see this whole sordid thing, you know? How she came in. She got him and she was ramming him into the car. She wouldn't stop. She got the bloody bonnet that was up and she rammed it down on his hand. She put his face onto the screen and she wouldn't let up. So she was going to fucking kill him. And you had to act. Or wouldn't you? We're not here to talk about me right now. But probably. I don't know, someone just snapped, okay? Maybe I thought she was really going to do it this time. I mean, everybody else saw her as this kind, generous woman that was always giving bloody, you know, cakes at the church fairs and the likes. But you could see the truth. You could see what she was really like. Hi. Hi. Just wanted to stop her. Didn't quite mean to go that far, did I now? I suppose that's what everybody says, but... I suppose something just really led up. I've seen the pictures. I'm pretty. I could hear myself screaming, shouting at her. It's just like watching somebody else do it at that point. I blame it apart on the drugs myself. You know. Sure. That seems like a a thing that might happen. Um, if you were not in your right mind, then you can say it wasn't me. But it was me. But it was you, Dylan. Is that what you want to say? It was me. Admit this bloody thing. I've had it with this. He'll kind of just slam his hands on the keyboard and then just get up. Mm. Enough we can do this today. Doc, I, I don't know all the steps and it's just not getting any better and I don't feel any better. And you keep, you keep trying to help me, but I'm not fucking going anywhere. And I'm just out, and then I'm just, what am I just going to end up back in again if I don't do as you say? Fuck you. Nothing is helping anymore. Turn and start walking out. And Dr. Boyd's going to go, um, we still have a little time left. Do you want to, do you want to ground? Or do you... Maybe we you should could, call it a day. You take that pocket watch with your fucking time and shove it where the sun don't shine. <clears throat> and with that... Sorry, Doc. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah, he'll, yeah, and, and he'll, gonna go he's, he's, he's gonna, um, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Boyd's going to sit down and touch the desk, and then just the door is gonna slam. He's not gonna get up and chase him. Yeah. Um, according to your notes, uh, Dermot, he, over his history, you go through your, over your notes and you mm-hmm. he has a tendency since that fateful day in, he, in which he killed his mother and then he was turned in by his father to the police. He has had a tendency of trying to keep things in, bottled in, but then when it's too much, he goes in a downward spiral. He hits you know, rock bottom, bounces back up. Sometimes he comes a little off, a little worse for it. But they, this, this up and down cycle has been repeating quite a lot, uh, with a lot more frequency lately. This is the first time you see him outright aggressive and disrespectful towards other people, especially when he's aware that he's he's being helped. Yeah, yeah. Which, given the fact that he doesn't. It doesn't seem to be enjoying the most sturdiest of constitution. It might mean that that he he might get in trouble himself. Yeah. Um, what I might do then after this is um, he's probably told me about some of the places he goes. Yes. Um, or at least that he hangs out. Also, you have um, the contact details of Daryl, which is his his sponsor, his body. Mm, yeah. Um, um, so, I, so okay. when he's you know in the sort of like echoing silence of the of the office, he's just gonna like he's gonna ask his secretary to uh, give another call to I'm oh, sorry Daryl Donald yeah Daryl Daryl um, and see if I can get another sort of touch base with him and then maybe after office hours are done, I may sort of go and see if I could do a little you know street investigation myself just sort yeah. of like find out where have a wander yeah yeah have okay. a wander okay so Dermot is absolutely fuming I would assume he goes back to his place yeah by the time he's back what is Alma doing she is she's found a like a, a speaker and a tape and she has a, uh, a, oh, what's it called? Like a cassette tape of um, yeah. Dare by the Human League, which she has on her, which was which obviously came out the previous year. Mm-hmm. And what she does is she's found this cassette player and she's put in the tape and she's playing it quite loudly and she's just sort of doing little pirouettes around the kitchen. Okay. This is like a complete and utter personality change, but she is... So when you come in, you see someone trying to reprise the Swan Lake uh, at the beat of something that is definitely not the Swan Lake soundtrack. Um, but Dermot is probably not paying attention to it. And you have this sort of contrast in which in a very small space, probably both of you in the, in the kitchen of this sort of studio place, the studio flat, Dermot 
is enraged. Like he's he's red and his knuckles are wide. You know how much he's tightening his hands. While Alma is just a leaf in the wind. And she's smiling, you know, content with the state of affairs. You do notice Dermot has arrived. Probably you cannot register his mood, but you register that he's there. Dermot, it's great to see you. And she sort of just hugs him. And if there's a sofa there, she will try and fool him into the sofa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be tense to start with, but then kind of melt after a few moments. Just like the tension just releasing out of him for a second. Uh, How did it it's good go? to be back. It's fucking awful. Was he nasty to you? Yeah, horrible. Good to ask him questions I didn't really want to answer. Do you want to talk about it or not? I killed my fucking mother. The kind of thing you want to talk about. She gives him like a completely like platonic just kiss on the cheek. Sort of stands up and offers him him offers him like two hands and she doesn't say anything but her face says, Do you want to dance so humanly with me? Um kind of rolled his eyes a bit and was like Seriously to this. I, okay. I mean I'm sorry. I'm, I'm supposed to go to these like court mandated bloody therapy sessions and you know what? You do me a lot more good just being here. I, d- I don't mean to sound ungrateful and all. It's, no, it's I get it. Reach up and take our hands. And as the two of you half hold each other, half dance, not necessarily to the beat of the music, but the the rhythm of each other. Alma whispers sweet nothings in your ear, telling you that it'll be okay. That you should just enjoy the music that is playing. And something in her voice takes you deeper. You go back to that place in which you were feeling really bad. But now you are sort of an spectator. You know, you're spectating. And you feel almost warm embrace, keeping you safe from the, from those scenes, as if someone were running a movie in which you are acting. But it, what the hell? Your mind spins, and uh, and you come out of it. You don't feel as bad as you did when you were opening up to Doctor Boyd. But you, you must have need more. You must have had something like this happen to you at some point, like something bad. I mean, mm, lots of bad things happen to lots of people. I think. I don't know. I mean, there's a reason I'm not in England. Yeah. It's because of shit. You'd ever want to go there. <laughs> 
call it that, can't you? Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. It is. You are right. And she sort of gives you a little kiss again. Let my fun out here. You say yeah. we had a little fun then. Do you want to have... Yeah, absolutely. Come on. I got some more whilst you're out. Awesome. And yep. like, it's so, on the kitchen table. So... And... So, so yes, you go, go on, sorry. So yes, you go, go on, sorry. Oh, no, no it's all right. You go. So basically, while you so basically, are while sharing you with one are, another there, this is a moment in which you're having those now again nothing conversations about how the neighbor's dog now is much quieter since the, the neighbor neutered him or whatever while Alma is with the spoon and the lighter and as Dermot is also preparing like she prepared like she brought a couple of few things a couple of lines and something to shoot and there is a joint to, to, for the ride apparently and a couple of pills for later because after this you're gonna have to burn it out of your system and you're gonna dance your night out so after being I think, sorry yes. I think Dermot will be sorting out the music and just pumping it up an extra couple of levels yeah and then once you're ready It is showtime. And at some point, Dermot unearths a couple of things that he has there. He looks at the keyboard and decides to go with a pad. No more keyboards for tonight. That was enough shit for the night. The phone's ringing. It's Daryl. few missed calls. There's one from your father. Do you pick it up? Yeah. Uh, do you turn the music down for that, or? Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll like turn the music down and pick up the phone. Dad. Hi, son. Are you all right? Just, uh, just been a rough couple of days is all. I, it's really great to hear from you. How you doing? I heard from your sponsor. He's been trying to reach you. Yeah, well, you know, um, been a difficult day and all. I had to, I was seeing the therapist and we made some good progress. I, I was hoping maybe we could, like, talk at some point and you hear him sort of like reach for air a couple of times as he's gonna start talking it's a kind of a long pause perhaps when your therapy sessions are over you can come by by the par by the parish Oh. I do my best, Dad. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to sort myself out, and you gotta forgive me, like 
I really am trying. Absolution is hard for all of us. Dermot. I don't want absolution, Dad. I... I'm also working on it, son. You're... You're working on your part. And I'm working on my forgiveness. And I'm not there yet. But hopefully the Lord will show me the path and I will be able to forgive you. Yeah, I suppose uh, the Lord will show you the way, won't he? It's like dear Mama did. Don't say that, son. You know, it's true. It's not the word. Is he or she who preaches it? You have to live the word, not just say it. And I'm trying to live by it. And if it's true that you're working your best with your therapist and your sponsor, then you will live it. No need to preach it. No need to say it. Let us both have faith on this. I know we will... We will find a way. And I just hope that I can bring myself to forgive you soon. I'm so too, Dad. Please call your sponsor. Yeah, I... I got somebody with me tonight. I'll, I'll give him a call tomorrow, okay? If he calls, just let him know. Is this a, a friend of yours? Yeah. Hopefully... I'm helping, I'm helping her out, you know. Dad, I like to help people when I can. I want to be a better person like that, you know. In order to help others, Dermot... We need to be in a good place ourselves. Lest we are dragged down. It's not their fault. Well, life isn't always that easy, is it? It's not that simple. So... I, I'll keep trying. But I... I think the therapy will be over soon. So maybe we can talk then, right? Yes. Yes. We can, we can set that as a... That's a turning point for a conversation, I, I suppose, yes. That'll give us both something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah. Well, good luck, son. Take care, Dad. And with that, he hangs up. Edward, it is kind of difficult to really pinpoint where he lives. He lives in this, <clears throat> there is this big flat, sort of complex of flats, this building. Um, he just gave like a basic address, postcode, and the number of the, of the court, not the specifics of the flat. It's not difficult once you have been let in by one of the neighbors, and then... Electronic music starts blaring out again, all of a sudden, and this is this sounds 
hauntingly familiar to what Dermid uses a default to deal with his well your your professional assessment is his disappointment disappointment in himself yeah yeah there's um there's some theory about object relations and the the inner other there's a certain thing that when yes uh you go through trauma the 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 inside voice the part of you that you are allowed to, that you relate to you're trying to 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 work things through that gets injured and traumatized and he's been filling it with music and drugs so so it's kind of easier to to get to his flat now that you yeah. you know you have a an audio signal mm. to pinpoint it. Yeah, uh, I would assume that Dermot shoots himself again after the conversation with his father. Yeah, he'll he'll turn straight to Alma and be like, "Come on, let's get this party started." Yeah. <laughs> then... She grins and yeah. So once she's shot, she's gonna try and meticulously line up the um or like organized lines of uh cocaine as well um she's uh, how's your godly dad he was godly and boring wasn't he yeah you know i i don't know why he became a priest and all but uh thought once mum was gone we'd get away from all that but apparently it's gonna keep hounding me hmm Oh, why are godly people always like that? I don't understand. I think... I don't understand. I just don't get it. You shouldn't you live in the moment. You shouldn't you... And she sort of... You know, I should have told him I loved him. You've got more time for that. You can do that. You can phone him out tomorrow and do that. We've got now, though. So I really don't get the whole God thing, but, you know, I kind of do, but I don't, you know. I think, I don't know, maybe my dad was a bit like that. I feel like if you're a bad father, you've got to believe in a better father. I don't know, like a CEO of dads or something. Oh, you got daddy issues, have you? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Maybe I've done horrible things. Maybe in England I've done. Maybe I burnt down a building. Maybe I. Maybe I killed someone. Oh yeah, the right oh, grabber you are. Maybe I drank someone. Hey. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? I don't know how you do that. I suppose you can do that with Jesus and all. You can drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. Kool Aid. All the wine. All the blood. Mm, I prefer drugs myself. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you're holding off on your side. I, I seem to be doing all of this. Come on. And uh, right. both of you embark in, again, what seems to be Dermot hugging most of it. And uh, there's a tiny voice in the back of your head that says, maybe that's too much. But then another part of your head says what was too much was to relieve that day where you killed your mother and have it to be the same day your dad says he's, he's nowhere near to 
for giving you that he was back then. Yes, a milestone, something to look forward to, but is it really? Is it really? Slowly louder and louder knocks come from their door, though. Eventually making themselves heard over the music. On the other side of the door, Edward has been trying to get Dermot's attention. Um, with, the, with the approving nods of a couple of neighbors, because they think you're going to you know, give him an earful or something. But eventually you can hear it, Dermot. Knocks on the door and calling for your name. I think somebody's at the door. Mm. Do you want me to get it? Or do you want, do you want to get it? I don't I think I can go. get up right now. Okay, okay. You just stay where you are and I'll go and... I'll go and tell him where to go. I'll go and tell him to piss off. Yeah, tell him to go affect themselves. You know. So she sort of... She goes to the door. She opens it very abruptly. And then Edward um, sees and, these, like... And he just locks eyes with this, you know. Yeah. Hello. Um, I'm, I'm looking for... Hi. Yeah. Hi, I'm Alma. You can you can go now. I'm afraid I can't. Um, I, I need to talk to Dermot for a minute. Oh, he's busy. Sorry. He's quite busy. Who are you? Who who? How do you know him? Um, I'm Edward. I'm a, I'm a, an associate of his. Dermot doesn't have an associate. What is he like? A a board of directors or? <laughs> all right, all right, you got me. I'm, I'm the person he saw earlier tonight. I was. Uh, You're uh, a shrink. Yeah. I uh I don't think he was very happy with you. You can you can absolutely piss off now. And she attempts to shut the door. Um, um, he gets his foot in the way. He, yeah, he's people like you know. He's it'll, like, it'll be obvious that uh, well, even though she her she has makeup in her like white makeup over mm -hmm. her face and and her red lips, um, mm -hmm. the only thing that remains half intact is like the the very blue shade over her eyes, because right. the the makeup over her nose and upper lip is messed up. Yeah, uh, she's missing a little bit of her lipstick. Probably for smoke mm. from smoking, and she has her sleeves of this very flurry sort of pirate shirt. She has yep, them yep. rolled up all the way to her elbows, and you can see the marks. A couple of them with yeah. a, sort of like yeah, he, small pieces of toilet paper right there, like yeah, yeah. His, his eyes sort of like bounce from her forearms to her eyes, and, uh, and he says, "Um." Um what? Not... Hmm? Um what? I think you should let me in. I think I can help. We don't want any help. We want to have fun. Go away. You really, really hurt him this evening. He came home. I've never seen him before. He's, he's making real progress now. And who are you anyway? 
I'm his friend. Why did he not talk about me? Oh, that's alright. I won't take it as an insult. We're having a lovely evening. Go away. And she, like, makes another attempt. I know you've got your foot in the door, but... Yeah, yeah. No, no. See, if she... If she um, oh, so it's just really if, frail, it's just so it's like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the... Alright. Just tell him I stopped by. And then I was thinking of him. And he takes his foot out of the door. And he lets almost shut it. But he doesn't leave. He stays in the hall. Okay. So, Achy. Alma... And he just sort of yeah. stares at the door. Yeah. You know? Alma finally gets him out of the way. And goes back in. She's go she goes back in. Dermot oh, is sitting the in door. this. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's all right. Dermot is sitting in the same position. Just fiddling with something in the music. Sort of slightly against her better judgment, she goes, Oh, your shrink came. My shrink? What do you want? No, no, no. Tell him to piss off. That's what I did, yeah. It's a bit of a tough one to get rid of. No, you'd think working in customer service would give you, like, you know, the balls to tell people to fuck off, but, you know, some people, sometimes you just gotta tell them nicely. I tried to tell him nicely. You told him nicely. Uh, and he'll kind of lurch to his feet and make for the door. Uh. And as he's doing so, it's like, you can't tell him nicely. You gotta tell him to like properly right piss off. <laughs> she sort of sits there and laughs at you, like not at you, but like yeah, like you're telling a really funny joke. And he, he'll kind of wrench the door open and just shout out into the corridor, you know, "Fuck off!" And he's right there. Like you open the door and you scream, "Fuck off!" It might register like... for a while. And that's when you, and when you open your eyes slightly. Edward's face is like right there. It's like he was standing in front of the door, staring at it. Yeah, there'll be there will be a stream of you know obscenities probably that will follow for a while until he notices, and then it's like, did you come back? I think you're muted, um, Jason. Oh, sorry, uh, never left. Well, um, you caught all that then? Yeah. I'm used to it. Why the feck are you here? I had a feeling. Say, a hunch or whatever. That after you left, you were going to need some more help. And, uh, I figure you're worth taking a chance on. So, do I get to come in, or do I stand in the hallway all night? Do you want to join the party? You see how it ends if you don't join the party. 
like you can see it in his face. He's up to his tits. Sure. sure. Look, you look like you're not dressed like a bloody suit at least, so uh, come on in. He sits down, he comes in, sits down, uh, his eyes go toward the joint. Seems like the lightest thing available. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, he picks it up and says, Got a light? And over this wavering fire that. No, he'll try and light the lighter, but he's probably going to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright. And he's going to just. And, and honestly, he will sit there and he's not going to, like, probe or poke. He's just going to, like, chill. Or at least try to chill. Yeah. Taken in the situation. Um, yeah. It looks that they have, like, they haven't. They have gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably they haven't gone through half of it. Mm. I see if they have, they bought for a few days or a week and they are, they're halfway there. And, uh, and Dermot is, is on the, on the point in which he's, he's so high that he's spacing in and out, but mm-hmm. so rapidly that it can be considered a different stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Alma, on the other hand, looks. I mean, you don't know if that is her usual self or if that's the way she gets when she's high. But she le- looks in a lot more control of herself, even if it's just you know perception-wise. Mm-hmm. She looks to be, as you are taking all the scene in, she's taking you in. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she's kind of in control of this whole circumstance, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think Dermot's going to just be trying to encourage everybody to kind of join in the fun, but in doing mm-hmm. so, will just be continuously taking more himself mm-hmm. to egg people. Mm-hmm. Almer obliges. Only as much as she can handle, though. Um, if she's also, if she's heard you say that bit, I don't know whether it came out then, but... um. When you said, take a chance on, she's going to be humming Take a Chance on Me by ABBA. <laughs> Not sure if it came out then. No, um, it, 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 totally, it totally came out. Um, it's the, uh, it, 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 he totally said that, and you, he will totally get the reference. So there you are. After a few minutes, you seem to think that he, Dermot should either stop because he's already at very very high risk so Mm -hmm. he should stop outright or things might not end well for him Mm -hmm. so I'm going to you know you know sort of ostentatiously look at the watch and say um you know you've had like quite a few grams of that um maybe you should ease back a little just so you can sleep it off what do you know you're not a doctor (laughs) I am a doctor (laughs) 
Like a doctor of 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 shrinky shrinkism, shrink shrinkology. <laughs> <laughs> Shrink. Psychiatry. Yeah. Psy psychiatry. He's, he's a doctor of psychos. <laughs> he's a doctor of psychos, like the film. Yeah, me and Norman. I, I, you can't tell me to stop. I'm just gonna keep on going, you know. Just because you say I can't doesn't mean I can't, you know. Yeah, that's the thing about it, right? You're gonna keep going because people tell you you can't. And then one day, you will go a place you can't come back from. Is that how it's going to be? Is that the Dermot story? Seems... Seems good enough, doesn't it? You know? Made my mark and all. I mean... It's a good story, I guess. But I think there's a better one. I think that there's more that you can offer than just a couple of headlines in the Times. I think you've got something to give. Something to, to show people. And you can't do that if you're in a box. Don't want to go in a box. You might go in an urn. He, he, I. Just saying. He might go in an urn. Mm. Yeah, an urn. <laughs> <laughs> well, ash is one way to end up, I suppose, but. Still. We're all like that. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Comes for us in the end, doesn't it? Came for her. Come for me. Come for you all. Just want to make peace with my dad. But you know, you know, I made some good music. Maybe some people remember that. You know. You think there's more to this world than that, day? Oh, yes. I do. I think there's <laughs> a lot more. I think there's more for each of us. You're not another godly one, are you? <laughs> no. Not like that. <sighs> not like that. What are you like? Uh... uh... What's another sort of godly thing? Um, are you like a... Uh... The New Age? Uh... He's a hippie, clearly. <laughs> With that joint, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my share, I suppose. Ah. Oh. 
Alma. Hmm? Would you go into the kitchen and get us some drink? Um, no. No. She I'd really go. like it if you, I'd really like it if you did. We've got plenty of stuff here. What sort of drinks? Isn't it like? And you're a doctor. Isn't it like bad to mix drink and drugs? Get them yourself. Carlos? You feel compelled to go to the kitchen and get a few drinks. She has no idea what is taking her, but she her feet will move her to the kitchen and she will get you two glasses of water. Um, and she will take a while doing it. Good. I'm going to take a look at... Um at Dermot at his condition how 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 out of it is he how close to the edge very and this is the same premonition that assaulted you back in 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 your office after he left <clears throat> he soon he's past the point of no return he soon will go into cardiac arrest by the time Alma finds it in herself to call 999 he would have been dead for 15 minutes German I need you to listen to me very carefully I need you to stay with me for a little while longer the things we've been doing together the work we've been on it's led us here and I don't think I don't think traditional therapies will be effective going forward. I need to do something more radical. I need to replace the the internal other. I need to give you something that will help you make sense of the chaotic world that you've been dragging yourself through. It's not another piano, is it? No, no, no. It's something longer lasting I need to know if you really do want to go off in a box or if you want your journey to take you somewhere else I don't want to just I've been fighting for so long it doesn't feel like it's really gonna end the way I want it to we can change that ending. I want it. I really do. All right. It's just so hard. I know. It is very hard. <clears throat> Stay with me a little longer. I want you to remember this moment. Think of... What can you hear right now? What's What sounds can you hear? The music's still blasting 
Dermatis is no longer doing he's anything. No longer, so the tracks, no so the tracks All are right, rolling, and he stopped mm -hmm. doing stuff. And uh, as Alma is coming back from the kitchen mm -hmm. with the glasses, she sees something that takes her very numb and drugged brain a while to process. Mm -hmm. As Dermot is lying there in the couch, and Dr. Edward Boyd has his mouth over his neck. Sank his f f fangs. It seems to be drinking copiously out of him. When Alma realizes what has happened, what is happening, as she sees it, she lets go of both glasses. They, one, the, the one that was glass shatters, the plastic one just bounces off. Lost in the it's two small thuds lost in the in the volume that's there and she wants to scream but something is stopping her Edward Boy's eyes are locked into hers and she's basically paralyzed asked there is this sort of insidious whisper coming back eating away of her will to move, of doing anything. She just slumps, drops to the floor. And the next thing she sees is a very hungry Dermot no. that now has fangs himself. And that is where we're going to draw the line <laughs> on Dermot's Embrace by Dr. Edward Boyd of Clan Malkavian. And sadly, the first meal of Dermot, which was juicy and packed with all the vitamins and drugs that Dermot could have ever need. So, so, so nutritious. <laughs> yes, I mean, well, considering Dermot's p peculiar taste, it is, I don't know if it's the precursor of it or it was just the perfect snack. I want to say a massive thank you to our guests today, um, uh, Amy and Jason. Uh, also, Jason thank being you. Thank you guys. away in, thank you. In, the, in the East Coast of the US, so New England, representing. The Old England. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. To you for joining us tonight. Are there any shout-outs you guys wanna wanna sh throw out there? I have I have shout-outs for like Mitch because he's amazing and he did all the overlay and all the beautiful stuff. Um, so he's always in the in the in the shout-out section. Phil, who I think I abs accidentally duped into um, thinking that I was gonna be Raphael. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, yes, because for those of you who remember her, Amy was uh, in our historical Blood and the Severn one-shots for, I, I think it was 1645, as reprising Archangel Raphael Malkavian of the Camarilla. And, uh, and of course, congratulations to J Jason on his debut. Uh, <laughs> uh, on our thank, you. thank you very much. Hopefully really, really this will good. be the first one of many, many appearances. 
I hope so too. Uh, can I do a quick shout out? Yes, yes, yes. I, I just want to thank my friend Sammy, who uh, is in the psych field or was, and gave me um, some juicy material to chew on uh, before this scene. Very, very good, very appropriate, very nice, and and it's all fitting. And now, if you wanted to understand a little bit more about Dermid, I hope this embrace didn't give you anything to go with except what you already knew, which is my go. Because I need you thirsty for more. Next Monday, 7 p.m. UK time, we come back for season three and our first episode of the last season of Blood on the Severn. So until then, I'm going to love you and leave you. And uh, we will see each other next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.